So do we dare go down the difference between a wave and a particle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we could. Yes, um, yeah. Would you like me to? There's. So, I'll, at the start. At the start, we're probably going to have to revise what we know on light in like 50 years. Like we'll probably in 50 years time think what we thought was like, okay, yeah, we have a better understanding now. I mean, Einstein, one of his last quotes basically was like, we don't understand this stuff. Like even after 50 years and dedicating my life to it, I still don't understand it. So, uh, but what it seems is that waves are a, uh, like the, the cumulative expression of light photons. Photons are the quantum of light. At this moment in time, they're the smallest, like known like unit of light so maybe we'll discover like a, a more even smaller unit of light in the future but uh at this moment in time they are the quantum which means they are the smallest known unit of light and they travel in these photons these little particles these light photons that have no mass and they travel at the speed of light so 300 300,000 kilometers per second and effectively they're creating disturbances in electric and magnetic fields they create them but they also disturb them um so when it's traveling it's then then creating kind of this wave function right it's like a it's like a, a boat going over the water and you get the ripples coming off the sides like this so it's creating these disturbances and waves are the collective aggregate expression of those disturbances. So when you have a, uh, a radio wave, for example, it's multiple, like many, many, many photons that are oscillating together that create this larger wave function. And they've done experiments where they're able to like capture individual photons hitting like a strike plate. And they'll see the wave distribution form as they capture more and more of them. So at first it looks random, but then as it gets hit 50,000 times or more, then you start to see that wave expression. So it's not that a photon is a particle and a wave, it's that multiple photons together become waves overall. Like they, they form wave expressions. That's our best understanding at this moment in time. And that um, was beautiful, beautifully put, dude. Love the way you explained it with the moving, that particle traveling is what's creating the waves. Because you're right, we're going to have to describe light in, a, in, I hope, less than 50 years in a new way. So like so many other things that we don't really have, they're phenomenon. They're not, they're not something that we can prove at this point in time. Um, so mm -hmm. thank you for that, because that, that, that meant a lot to me. It's one of these subjects that I can't talk to people about because <laughs> they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you start getting into quirks, moans, you know, all of these yeah, particles. Yeah, yeah, they get crazy. It just anyway. Um, back back to I guess the the point of why light is uh, really important. Think about how a lot of people suffer seasonal depression, right? They're not getting enough light. They're not getting enough vitamin D. They're not getting those vibrations as those particles blow through them and create those waves that in some ways are also transferring energy, right? Because that wave has got energy. 
it, it travels. So therefore it's, it's, you know, vibrating other things down the line. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah. One thing, uh, there's, there's so many, uh, I just got back from a retreat in Costa Rica. And so I gave a presentation on the second day on Schumar resonances and biophysics and everything. And what was really fun in the, the days afterwards is people came up to me like, Hey, I liked your talk or, you know, can I learn a little bit more about this? And I, I saw, or I was able to feel kind of where their interest was, or I knew a little bit like their musician or this or that. And, uh, one of my skills is that I just, I'm like a sponge. I absorb a lot. And so I have all these facts and tidbits and I was able to give them the one thing that really like kind of opens up a lot for them. Um, and so one of those things is that light, like visible light is just below the energy level required to break molecular bonds. It's very, like very vibrational. I mean, ultraviolet light is just right above it. Right. And that's strong enough to create inflammation and sunburns. And if you hit your uh, skin with ultraviolet light enough over time, it'll break down DNA enough times to actually create cancer. Um, and that's just sitting right above light. So uh, visible light is a very, very, very energetic part of the light spectrum. And we're interacting with it with our eyes. And so, yeah, we're taking in a lot of energy that way, energy and information. And then all the frequencies below it are also impacting us. I mean, a lot of our circadian rhythm is guided not only by visible light and the part of the spectrum of visible light. Is it red? Is it blue, green, whatever? Uh, but it's also guided by your body temperature. Is it cold out? Is it hot out? Um, so the temperature environment influences circadian rhythm. Your light environment influences circadian rhythm. Your ultraviolet exposure through vitamin D synthesis influences circadian rhythm in the endocrine system, production of vital hormones. And you can keep going down because these fields uh, in the microwave band, which is a upper, like higher frequency radio wave down into radio waves and then down to Schumann resonances, and then even lower into like geomagnetic pulsations, which are sub five Hertz waves. These connect to our heart really strongly. So when these pulsations, which have huge wavelengths, bigger than the circumference of the earth, when they are, when they're going, the magnetic field is kind of flapping with these pulsations, uh, people can experience arrhythmias and kind of irregular heartbeats and some people, if they're sensitive or they're old or they have cardiac problems, they, they see statistically significant results in regards to more heart attacks with geomagnetic storms, which have those pulsations embedded in them. Um, and so we see there's been some really good research done on these pulsations and on Schumann resonances and solar flare impacts and how it destabilizes heart rhythms, just the normal beat, you know, beat of your heart um they they are able to get that data through heart rate variability monitoring so they measure the time interval between heartbeats and then you can do all these statistical analysis on it from there and pull out the frequencies that exist um but yeah your light environment across the spectrum and like influences your circadian rhythm and they've also done a really interesting study there's a, pa a paper on it where they built a shielded room like underground and they put uh subjects in there and the magnetic field of the earth was reduced like 99 point 
something percent. Like they did a good job shielding this room of all the magnetic energy and the circadian rhythms of the people instantly desynchronized. All of a sudden they're up for 33 hours and sleeping for six and they're, you know, they had lights and they could do whatever they wanted and all this stuff, but they just found themselves totally drifting. And it was like day by day different. There's like, they're kind of lost in they're some fun. ways. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only for like a month. So that's probably fine. You know, like how that's a question.